All right, welcome back, everyone. We're now back into the show, and um, right now we're doing season two. And today with me, I have Tom Jacobs. Welcome, Tom. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm Tom. I <laughs> I'm a serial entrepreneur, which I think. Uh, it just means that I'm allergic to working for somebody else. That's never never worked out really well for me. So um, I've been uh, an entrepreneur for 30 plus years. Um, started off when I was 16 years old with a string quartet and a mobile DJ business. And and it wasn't the DJ type that you know like is ultimately mixing music like they are today. This was for weddings, homecomings, and bar mitzvahs. So it was a, it was a great, great fun while I was in high school and college. But then, um, you know, I started learning that I needed to get a job release. So that was planted into my head by, by society. And so I got a degree and it happened to be in theater uh, management and started working in oil and gas. And you're probably thinking like, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Like, why would you get a degree in theater and then work for oil and gas? Well, if anybody's ever worked in theater, you know you can't support your main habits of living inside and, and eating. So I opted to not live, you know, down by the river in a in a van, and um, you know, start start working in corporate America. Um, Quickly, I found that that wasn't working for me because I always had side gigs, side hustles. And, you know, I talked to a lot of entrepreneur friends now and, and they're always talking about their side hustles that they started. And even, you know, what I call wantrepreneurs, uh, people that want to have their own business, they all have kind of side side hustles as well. Now, so I always did well, e while even, you know, working uh, nine to five jobs. But ultimately, you know, it just wasn't fulfilling to me and, you know, working behind a desk and doing these side hustles, you know, I quickly became overweight and rather unhealthy at, at 30 years old. And I decided to make a life change and, and start eating healthy and exercising. You know, this, the secret to, to weight loss is, <laughs> is, is the best secret ever. So don't tell anybody it's um, eating and exercising consistently. <laughs> so, what do you mean? There's no magic pill? I know. It's crazy. So so I, so I did a 12-week body transformation program. And in 12 weeks, I lost 40 pounds of fat and gained 10 pounds of muscle. Because I followed, the, I followed a simple step-by-step -step process. And it worked. And through that process of doing it over 12 weeks, people at work were asking me, you know, like, what are you taking? <laughs> What's the magic pill? <laughs> I see you eating all the time, yet you're losing weight. I don't get it. And so I, I decided to get uh, certified as a personal trainer. And I started training people before work and after work and on the weekends. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And then uh, so I decided to quit my day job and, and start a gym and start a personal training business. And I did that in 2008 in the height of the recession. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, what was that like? <laughs> it was not fun for the first six months. Uh, I actually almost went broke uh, in the first you know, six months of, of owning that business. But ultimately what I learned was uh, I needed to sell and I needed to learn how to sell 
and not be afraid of it. And I needed to be able to ask for help as well. And so I got some coaching and invested in coaching and learned how to sell, learned that sales was a process, just like losing weight and getting fit was a process. I followed it to a T and I saw a 400% increase in my business the next year. Wow. During a recession. That's cool. Yeah. So did you make the return on investment on your coaching? Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a trick question. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, it was, uh, the, there was a, a sales program that I invested in specifically for, for sales, for uh, fitness trainers. And it was $2,000. I didn't have $2,000. I had to put it on a last, I think I actually had to put it on two credit cards and they were due in, in like two weeks. And it was a six week online course, live coaching and, and course that, that went along with this. And I was, I was telling the owner of the company, I was like, um, can we like speed this up a little bit? I, I got a bill to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and so like within, like I, I, I jumped ahead in the course and just kind of learned it real fast. And I had a consultation um, with a prospect and I was like, man, I hope this works. I don't know if it's going to work. This is kind of outside my comfort zone. It's not what I'm used to. And so I sat down and I went through the process, asked the right questions in the right order. And then at the end of the presentation, you know, and to put some context to this, I used to, I, I used to sell 10 sessions at a time for, you know, $60 a session. So I was always selling like, Oh, buy 10 sessions. I'll give you the, the 11th for free. It'll just mm -hmm. be $600. And so every 10 sessions, I'd have to resell the client. And, you know, it wasn't really doing anybody any, any service. So the, the program was, you know, you, you need to sell 100 sessions at a time. 175 wow. or 50. I was like, what? Are you crazy? I'm, I'm struggling selling 10. And you want to sell, you want, you want me to sell 100? <laughs> well, I got this $2,000 bill I got to pay, so I'm going to have to do something. <laughs> so, so I sat down with this, this lady and, um, I, I still remember her, uh, to this day. She was a client for like six years and, wow. uh, we sat down, go through the, the interview process and it was, and it was a process. It was just, you know, consultative sales, right? you know, mm -hmm. very simple, <laughs> And at the end of it, I said, you know, based on what you're telling me, you really need to do the 100 session pack. And that's $5,554. Did you want to put that on a Visa or MasterCard? <laughs> and I What's just, well, so I shut up at that point because it, that's what they said. They said, after you say, you know, which do you want, which do you prefer? Shut up and don't say anything. She looked at me and my heart is racing. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, make a decision, make a decision. Come on, come on. And then she was like, hmm, yeah, let's put it on my MasterCard. <laughs> and I think I actually said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, how do I charge a card for $5,500? <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, in two weeks, I've made my money back. <laughs> and then some. 
Wow, that's amazing. Oh, my God. Well, that, that just proves that, you know, sometimes investing in the right coaching just pays back almost immediately. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, even investing in the wrong coaching, and I've certainly done that as well, <laughs> you, you still learn. You still learn something. I agree. Right? Like what not to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, everything is a learning experience, I, I think, in, in, my, in my book anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, just, just since we're on the topic of coaching, how do you think people can tell? Because oftentimes, um, oftentimes you don't have an opportunity to, un to really know, you know, the coach can be selling their package really well, but then not, it won't be the right package for you. How do you know whether it's right for you or not? It's such a great question. I mean, it's, it's really difficult to know if it's really right for you. And I remember, you know, selling business coaching and I, I still do um, business coaching now or more speaker training and, and, and um, storytelling and, and all that and sales training. But, you know, people, I like to find out like what their goals are. And, and even when I was selling other people's training programs, you know, I would really dig into like, what is it that you're looking to solve? Like, can we solve it? And if you have somebody that says, oh, we can solve every problem, then I think that's a big red flag. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's probably not going to work. And on the flip side, if I ever had a prospect that said, you know, I've worked with five different uh, business coaches and none of it worked. Well, that's a huge red flag too. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to take you either because it's not going to work. Because you're wow. not following the process. Wow, that's interesting. That, that's actually really interesting. It's a nice way to put it in 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 words this way. I feel like um, I my opinion on this on this exact same question was that sometimes the best coaches will throw in a free session just for everyone to join, and will give people some of their tactics that are mm -hmm. actionable. And that's how I've gotten to coach gotten into coaching. But this approach is also really interesting, kind of, um, and I think it works really well. What problem are you trying to solve? And then can this coach be a good fit for, for that? Yeah. Yeah. And then also see like, you know, testimonials, you know, which are, which are fine. Um, but has that coach done the same thing that you're looking to accomplish? Or if they haven't done it personally, have they been able to help other people accomplish it? That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, that's pretty much exactly what I look for. Um, and it's hard. So I also feel like for with coaching, you have to make sure that it's a personality fit. Yes. Because sometimes you don't just don't like the person and there's nothing you can do and you <laughs> feel resentment yep. uh, working with that person and taking orders sort of from that person. But I feel, and tell me if you agree with this or not, but I feel like with coaching, it's not a magic pill. Nope. It's all about how you implement and so many people don't implement. Why do you think that is? I think a lot of it has to do with just fear, you know, fear of failure, fear of rejection are the two biggest fears that we, that we as humans have. And if you're doing something that's outside of your comfort zone, then, you know, your, your fear triggers are, are on like at high alert. 
And you're like, well, what if it doesn't work? And actually, I was just having a conversation with one of my clients. And she was like, well, I'm not sure I, I want to put this out there. Like, what if it's not good enough? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> what if it's not good? It's good enough. Like you, like this person is, is pretty amazing. And, but still has that fear. Like, well, what if I get criticized? Like, well, yeah, you're going to get criticized. Have you not seen the trolls that are on, on just accept it, that that's going to happen. And, and pay no heed to it. Live your life the way that you want to live and, and, and just do it. Don't, don't, don't put some fear into it. <laughs> you know, there's this famous Nike slogan, uh, just do it. Just do it. So, <laughs> someone, someone created a joke out of it and basically same, same logo, but, but the the text is, can someone else please just do it? <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I mean, if you look at anybody that's been successful, you know, you look at like a Elon Musk or, um, you know, any of the like the Shark Tank people. I, I love that show. Um, yeah. They're no different than, than you or I. They have, you know, they put their pants on the same way, one leg at a time, I think. Um, but like maybe they have some higher education, but it's it's not about who's the smartest in the room. I've met really, really smart people that are broke. It's the hardest working people, the ones that aren't afraid to do the work necessary to get the job done. Those are the ones that are going to be successful. Totally, totally agree. I just, I mean, I um, did a personality test and I was just, ha just had this conversation with somebody uh, the other day. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with these, with this um, institute, it's McQuaig Personality Assessments, and they're very on point. They're very precise. Mm -hmm. um, and they have seven main temperament styles, uh, personality styles. Seven? And when I got, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and and I couldn't understand what my stomach is talking. Um, I couldn't understand um, why some people, like I always chose to excel in everything that I've done. I went for coaching. I implemented everything in, that they taught me. And that's why I've been successful. But some people don't do it. And I could never understand why. Mm. So the personality assessment result that I received is the pioneer. So someone who adapts, who jumps at, at an opportunity, jumps at a, a new development or technological advancement or whatever it may be, you know, there's much more to it, but it's kind of in a nutshell. And I thought to myself, you know, not everyone needs to be a pioneer and that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. But I think that commitment is something that will um, commitment to yourself and to your craft or your art or whatever it is that you do will help you be successful. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you don't have that commitment, then there's nothing driving you to actually do it or to achieve something. Yeah. yeah. And could you imagine, like, if everybody were pioneers? <laughs> no. That'd be a crazy world. <laughs> Very crazy world. Yeah, that's and and that's you know I remember early in 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 my um, corporate career uh, and I was like twelve years in corporate jail, um, <laughs> and 
when I remember one of my manager co coworker managers, uh, she ran a different department and I had my department and I remember her complaining to me once and she's like, you know, my, my reception, she had a receptionist as part of her department. And she's like, she doesn't want to move up. I just, I don't get it. Like, why wouldn't she want to move up? I'm like, well, maybe she just wants to be the best receptionist there is. And that's good enough. She said, but I just don't understand it. I'm like, well, because you're an A type, you know, achiever. You don't have to understand that. You know, we need people like her that want to be the best at what they are and just, and just, you know, maybe they have other priorities. Families come first and work is second, you know, and, and, you know, whatever her priorities were, but she wants to be the best when she's working eight to five, but she starts at eight, ends at five. <laughs> you know, there's no extra. And, and there's nothing wrong okay. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And there are people like that. And, you know, for when the kids are little, and I can relate to that because uh, my husband was able to um, do his work and be home early, you know, help with the kids and really spend a lot of time with, with them. And I really valued that. So for him, you know, he was offered a promotion a number of times, but he didn't take it because he's been promoted already before. I mean, he has a different um, he didn't just get the smarts, you know, <laughs> by being himself. He, he's been in that in that position before. He worked for another company years ago and he's been promoted every six months. And um, he's done that. He's been a manager. He's seen what it's like. Um, his approach was always, you know, if I'm a manager, other people's problems become my own and I don't want that anymore. So he passed on the promotions um, and I appreciated it because the kids were little and they needed, uh, you know, that's the, that's the time that you want to spend with the kids when they're little. So that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when this happens with, you know, with you um, and you choose not to be promoted and you are really good at your job. Actually, I respect people who um, have, you know, who do their job, whether it's a receptionist or a janitor with dignity and respect and, and love for, for people around them that I think there's nothing better than that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so Tom, tell me a little bit about what it is that you do now. How do you work with clients? So, um, I call myself the impact pilot. Um, and what that really means is helping people create an impact in their own business. And just like a pilot kind of navigates through the uh, skies, um, you know, I help the, my clients navigate through um, making sure that their business is on track, but specifically around the sales. Cause that's what, what I learned in business. And, and I alluded to this in, in the first story that I gave, but in, in 2008, you know, you had to be good at sales because yeah. of the recession, because, <laughs> and it wasn't that there wasn't any additional money around. People were just more choosy on where they were spending their money. That's true. So you said I had to be better. I had to up my game and, you know, and I had to learn how to sell. So I take that along with my theater experience <laughs> and I, I help them create a performance out of their presentation so that they can get more profits. So they call it the 3P method, 
presentation performance and profits. The presentation is that sales presentation, whether you're doing that on stage to a group of people or you're doing it one-on-one in person or on a webinar, doesn't matter the, the way that it is, but that presentation has to really strike in the hearts of the audience, whether it's one or a hundred thousand people. And most speakers and salespeople fall flat because they're not connecting with the audience. And the best way to connect with an audience is through stories. And so we always start with the personal story first, because that's the personal story that's going to create the connection. That's why the audience is going to like you and then ultimately trust you and then do business with you, know, like, and trust you. And then we integrate some you know, success stories as well. So other clients that you've worked with that have been successful. So we want to make sure that you're showing everything that you do as a, as a service provider. And, and typically I work with uh, service providers, solo practitioners in the medical field um, and fitness, and then, you know, solopreneurs. So they don't have a big team behind them. They have to do the selling. And so we create these stories and it seems like, you know, you know, client after client after client, whether they're doing stage presentations or they're doing, you know, one-on-one sales presentations, it completely switches their whole demeanor towards sales. They don't look at it as this cat and mouse game or, um, you know, I have to take something from somebody so that I can get some. It's more about I'm going to share some information with somebody and I'm going to allow them to purchase from me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. It takes the also, I think, the anxiety out of the process, if you think of it that way. So much. So much. Absolutely. Awesome. And who, who would be the um, ideal client for you? Um, yeah. Yeah, so solo, uh, solopreneur, solo practitioner, um, service-based business. Primary right now, I'm kind of niching in into the medical industry. Um, I have a lot of uh, functional medicine doctors uh, that I work with, and they're doing a lot of webinars and seminars to attract clients. And so that's like the perfect um, avatar, if you will. And also, you know, fitness because that's kind of I was in the fitness industry for ten years. And so I, I know that really well as well. So um, those are the type of people that I like to work with. Um, and, and those that are willing to be coached, you know, there's <laughs> some people know everything. <laughs> I don't want to talk to them. That's awesome. So how, um, and I know I totally understand what you, uh, what you're saying. I know that, when I, before I started coaching and I've shared this with you in our, uh, another conversation that we've had is that I thought, you know, what could a coach possibly teach me? <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally ignorant and it's totally, um, it's totally wrong, I think also. So I totally le- learned from my own mistakes. <laughs> Good. At least you learned, right? <laughs> yeah. Some people don't. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. So Tom, as we wrap up here today, uh, where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, the best is, you know, I have a a free resource to help people kind of develop that personal story so that they can start to share that and create a deeper connection with their prospects. So um, I created um, 
a little landing page for that. It's tomjacobs.com. It's T-O-M-J-A-C-K-O-B-S.com slash storybook. So they can just grab that storybook and uh, there's a little video training too on kind of some, some of the nuances that go into creating the story. So it's a little training. So they're happy to, to give that to them. And if they want to schedule a impact call with me, then uh, there's uh, on that page too, they can do that. Terrific. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for doing yet another interview with me. No problems. Always a pleasure. It's always fun. Yeah. And thanks so much for sharing your journey and your, your story. And um, I wish you a lot of success and thanks so much for being a part of the show. Thanks. Thank you.